Well, hello and welcome to my podcast. Hey, whether this is your first time here or maybe you listen every single time I upload a new episode, I'm so glad that you are here. My goal of this podcast is to help grow your faith and to help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. I am so excited to share this message with you. Uh, For those of you that have been on the journey for a while, you know that every year we do an event called Sisterhood, and it is amazing. It's one of my favorite things, and hundreds of women gather together, um, worship God, and encounter um, Him. And this year we had to do it a little bit different. Uh, We hosted this year's Sisterhood at our Cattle Mills campus uh, here in Texas, and it was so good. Um, Usually we do a bigger venue and I'm able to invite more people, but because of COVID restrictions, we had to keep it smaller. But I didn't want you to miss out on what we did that night. So this recording is actually from that and I think you're going to love it. Uh, soft shortage, y'all. 
days. I was really upset. I'm like, this is a big deal. We are in a national crisis right now, and nobody's aware to it. And so I, uh, we got the girls together in the office the other day. I was like, we are going to call uh, fasting and prayer, and we're going to pray that the Lord will provide Chick-fil-A sauce. Um, this is serious. And so the girls at the office said, we need to all wear red for Chick-fil-A awareness. So um, just let the saints pray. Amen. God help us. Get Chick-fil-A sauce. I don't understand. Just make more. Right? Like my kids, when they eat the pan of brownies, I go in and I make another pan. I don't, my brain doesn't comprehend why we're out of Chick-fil-A sauce. So I might be resigning from pastor and go to work uh, for Chick-fil-A and uh, production. All right. Um, but I love this story in Matthew uh, 25. Uh, how many of you have your Bibles? Let's do a Bible wave. Let's see old school Bibles. Yes. I like big Bibles and I cannot lie. I love a good paper Bible. Um, but uh, the story in Matthew 25, you know, it's interesting. And if you're breezing over it, it may seem kind of confusing. What's all this story about virgins and a bridegroom and they got oil and lamps? And just for you to understand that this is weird, right? It's, the Bible's spicy, y'all. And so I remember for years I would read over this and be like, why is Jesus talking about this? Um, but don't know because I didn't know for years is that in Palestine, actually, this is still a common practice. Um, whenever you would have a wedding, uh, the wedding would actually go on for days. In fact, uh, my husband cried that our wedding started on time. Um, in fact, when he asked me to marry him, he said, we will start on time. So on our wedding day, there is no excuses. Um, I got lipstick down the front of my dress right before I walked down the aisle. And one of my girlfriends goes, you know, he said we cannot be late. So we got to figure this out. But if I was in Palestine, it'd be fine because they have a week window where the bridegroom can show up. Where the groom can show up. And the bride's job is to be dressed, prepared, and ready at any moment that the groom decides to appear. I don't know who that job is. This would be cranky if I was wearing those shoes. And that dress with that scratchy skirt, y'all know what I'm talking about? Any 80s people in here that got married like early 2000s, late 90s, y'all know our stuff was uncomfortable. It was not good. Uh, how many of you guys know you had to go on a liquid diet so you could fit into your wedding dress? Okay, it's just me. <laughs> um, and I can't imagine sitting in that dress for seven days. And so they would sit there and they would wait for seven days. Now, here's the thing is that if you got asked to be part of the bride's bridal party, you too got to wear that ugly dress. Not for just one night and then put it in your closet. Now, sis, you're wearing it for seven days. And so the, the bridal party, would, the, those were the virgins, the bridal party would have to sit there and be ready. And what would happen is a man would go before them and they would announce the bridegroom is coming, the bridegroom is coming, to which the whole family would get up and stand and wait for his arrival. Now, he might announce that sometimes two days ahead of the bridegroom. It depends on how slow he's going. So they're standing there and they're waiting. You know, the story is interesting because your Bible says that they all fell asleep. The bridegroom represents Christ. The bride represents his church. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. And the virgins are us. And, and the story is interesting, and God just would not leave me alone about this. I had a nice word that I wanted to bring you, but the Lord wanted me to come today to, to wake some people up. Yeah. To wake some 
people up. I think there's a lot of the church that 2020 has made them fall asleep. They, they've fallen asleep, they've gotten comfortable, they've gotten complacent. And so the first thing God put on my heart that he wanted me to announce over you, it's time for you to wake up to who you are. It's time for you to wake up to who you are. In their waiting, they forgot who they were and what their purpose was. All of a sudden, it just became Monday turned into Tuesday, which turned into Wednesday, which turned into Thursday. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes the monotony of everything, I forget who I am. I, I tell my kids every day when they leave to school, don't forget who you are. When I drop them off at a friend's house, I always announce over them, don't forget who you are. You're Jesus. You're a Jesus girl. You're a Jesus boy. Meaning, you don't live like everybody else. We wake up to who you are. Can I announce over some sisters in this place, it's time for you to wake up to who you are are in your workplace. It's time for you to wake up who you are in your family and your community. You're not just another girl. You're a Jesus girl. There should be something different about you. I love in Esther. Uh, this is one of my favorite scriptures in Esther 4.14. Mordecai comes to a girl named Esther and the whole uh, people are about to be killed. And he announces this over here. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews but from somewhere else. But you and your father's house shall perish. And who knows but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this and for this very occasion. I want to announce over you that 2021 is not catching God off by surprise. God is not looking at your situation, looking at your kids, looking at your marriage, looking at your problems and going, man, I did not see that as coming. But what he is saying is, I wish they would wake up to their God potential. I wish they would wake up and remember who they are. In Hebrews 6, 12 in the Passion Translation, it says this, so don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. I love the first part of that because it says don't allow your hearts. Yeah. And, and that, that verse implies to me that some of us are allowing our hearts. Yeah. It's not somebody else's job to stir you up. It's not somebody else's job to build your faith. It's not somebody else's job to come to your house and open your Bible and read it to you.
be this broke. We're always going to have the situation. No, sis, you're not. And I, I came today to poke you and to wake you up and to remind you of who you are and to announce over you like Mordecai did Esther. Could it be that you are in this city, in that
Give strict attention. Be cautious and alert. For you do not know when the master of the house is coming in. The evening or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning. Watch, I say, lest he come suddenly and unexpectedly and find you asleep. I say to you and to everybody, watch. 66 times in the Bible it talks about being watchful. 66 times the Lord warns us about falling asleep. You know what's interesting is whenever I first read this story in Matthew 25, I read it so many times and the Lord kept on telling me to read it again. Read it again. And finally I said, Lord, how many times can I read this? And the Lord said, look at, look at verse 5. Because in verse 5 it says, while the bridegroom lingered and was slow in coming, they all began nodding and falling asleep. See, I always read this story and I thought it was only the five foolish virgins that fell asleep. No, they all fell asleep. They all got comfortable. They all got complacent. They all forgot who they are. And so I wonder today if you're asleep. I, I think God wants us to be, number one, attentive to our spiritual health. God wants us to wake up. I want to ask you, how full are you spiritually? If the oil represents the Holy Spirit, when's the last time you got a word from God outside of a service? Do you know where to go to find oil for yourself? Do you know where to go to find oil for your kids? How dry is your spirit? I have people that tell me all the time, Crystal, every time I come to one church, I just cry through the whole service. I don't know what it is. You know what it is? It's, it's the third person of the Trinity. Holy Spirit. It's, it's because you feel the presence of God. But I, I love that we set it up like this because I, I want to tell you that sometimes we think that the Holy Spirit can only move when there's lights and like all the stuff. No, let me tell you, the most powerful moments I have from God are moments just like this. This message was not birthed on a stage. It was birthed in a secret place, a quiet place. I want to ask you, how attentive are you to your spirit? Are you, are you feeding yourself? You know, you think about, the Bible says that we're supposed to pray without ceasing. You know the only thing we do without ceasing? Breathing. That's right. Try real quick. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Don't pass out. I won't call an ambulance. Imagine only breathing for one hour every Sunday. Imagine only breathing one hour a month. Imagine only breathing one hour on Easter and on Sunday. The reason why you feel like this life is suffocating you, the reason why you feel like you've got your head and it's like you're underwater, like you're drowning, is because your spirit needs to breathe. And, and prayer 
is to the spirit what air are to the lungs. And and, and I want to encourage you that you came here tonight because God wanted to give you a breath of fresh air. He wanted to get some oil in your lamp to remind you, hey, just come back to the secret place. The next thing is being attentive to our thought life. Whatever controls your head controls your life. The, the best thing that ever happened to me is when I realized I can control what I'm thinking. You control your thoughts, you'll control your emotions. And any emotion that's in your life is because you've dwelt on it. You know why you're so angry and bitter all the time? It's because you keep rehashing what somebody did to you. But if you'll release it and let it go and think good, positive thoughts, then all of a sudden your life will be full of joy. The next thing is be attentive to your heart condition. A discouraged heart always exaggerates everything. You can't trust a discouraged heart. Did you come in today with your heart discouraged? There's oil for that. God has fresh oil for that. The the devil, uh, I love this story, it's kind of funny. The devil assigned demons to train new demons. And there was three demons that they were in training. And demon number one uh, goes out and they, he goes through his training. He comes in for his final interview before they send him to the earth. And they ask him, so tell us, what are you going to do to keep these people from serving God? He said, I'm just going to tell them that there is no God. And the head demon said, well, that's good, but it's not really convincing enough. Number two came in, and the head demon said, what are you going to do to keep these people from serving God? And he said, I'm just going to tell them that there's no hell. And he said, well, that's kind of good, but you're going to have to try a little bit harder. The third demon came in, and the head demon asked him, what are you going to do to keep these people from serving God? He said, oh, it's easy. Just tell them they have plenty of time. Wait till later. I want to ask you, what are you putting off spiritually? Are you putting off forgiving that person? Are you putting off uh, reading your Bible? Are you putting off spending time in prayer? Are you putting off? Because I want to tell you that the time is now. This is not the time to play the games with God. Do you hear me? You need fresh oil in your land. The oil is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is what makes a bad message good. The Holy Spirit is what turns a song into worship. The Holy Spirit is what turns a rebellious teenager into a man or a woman of God. The Holy Spirit is what makes the difference in every situation. And I want to encourage you that God wants us to live our lives with extra oil. The Bible says in uh, Matthew 25 verse 3, it says, For they did not take extra oil with them. It wasn't that they weren't planning on the bridegroom coming. It was just that they didn't have enough. How full is your spirit? Do you have extra? God wants us to be sisters that go through our communities, to our workplaces, and we're carrying extra oil for any circumstance. When somebody voices that they have a problem, we look on the inside and we're like, I have just enough oil for that. I have just enough anointing for that. Do you have extra? As the band comes, they're going to lead us in a moment here. See, the thing is, is that all the ten, the five foolish, the five wise, everything was the same. The only differentiating factor was some had extra and some thought they had just enough. Are you doing just enough spiritually? So good. So good. When's the last time you allowed God to take you extra? When's the last time instead of just doing your U version Bible plan like you always do? When's the last time you drop to your knees and allow yourself to press into the presence of God? When is the last time? 
instead of going, okay, well, I went to church, I did my thing. Maybe the extra God wants you to do is stop making church about you and start making it about others. Yeah. And you're going to start yeah. serve one, serve one, and you're going to give back to other people. Maybe the extra for some of you is God's been pushing you in the area of your giving and you've been holding back. And God says, hey, it's time to trust me. But I will go this further. Maybe some of you are comfortable with what you've always been giving. God's pushing you to start giving a little extra. Yeah. What is that extra God's asking you yeah. to do? See, I love this because they woke up and they realized they were short on what they needed, but by the time they realized it was too late. By the time they realized that they needed more, I love um, Brian's dad. He was our pastor for years, and he always said the best time to prepare for a battle is before the battle starts. The best time to get extra oil is before you need it. Not, not when you need it. Jeremiah 31, 22, I love this. It says, how long will you wander, unfaithful daughter? As I was praying for you. God spoke to me that there's some daughters who've been wandering. Did you know that the greatest person in the Bible was wandering? In fact, with Cain and Abel, his punishment was that he would wander. And when the Lord said, you're going to set out to wander and not have a home, he came back and said, Lord, this punishment is too great. It's more than I can bear. And, and wandering is this, is where we never find the place that God has for us. And I want to ask you, where has your soul been wandering? Where has your spirit been wandering? That saying that we have on our wall when you walk in, it's not just something cute that we decide to put over there, but it's an announcement over every heart, over every spirit, that the wander is over, that there's nothing that the devil can do to separate you from the love and the presence of God, that the wonder is over to your heart, the wonder is over for your kids, the wonder is over for your marriage, the wonder is over for your finances. No mistake is too great. And here these daughters are. And they, they want extra oil, so they go to the wise virgins. And they say, can I borrow some of yours? And there's three things. These, I said all of this to get to this. There's three things that this parable can teach us. Number one, the anointing can't be borrowed. I love PayPal. I love PayPal. You can send money to your girlfriend in a second. My daughter has a, a card called Greenlight. And her green light became her red light. And because uh, what happens on green light is mama can just put money on that debit card and she can go anywhere she wants, spend whatever she wants, and it happens instantly. And, and that works with green light, but it doesn't work with the anointing. And as badly as those wise virgins wanted to, they couldn't allow them to borrow their oil. You can't borrow somebody else's anointing. At some point, mom, it's going to be your faith. It's going to be you standing for your family. It's going to be you standing for your finances. It's going to be you standing and saying, God, I declare, Lord, fresh oil, give me extra. The second thing is the anointing will always cost you something. They didn't give it to them, but they told them where they could go buy it. The anointing is not free. The anointing, this, the, what, what, what I'm doing right now in this moment, my life has been through years of prison. When we sing songs, 
songs like the wonder is over you can have all of me i'm down here on the front i'm crying because for some of you it's just the song but for others of you you know what it is the cost I, i've left it all i've I put it all on the table so many times i know what it is to leave it all i know what it is to give up everything i know what it is my senior year to walk away from a party scene and decide i'm going to stand for god don't tell me it's too hard to stand for god i had a friend who was sleeping with her drug dealer to get drugs don't tell me i don't know what it's like i know what it's like to walk through that and i did it because the anointing always costs something if you think the anointing's going to be free you'll never have extra you'll never have extra Thank you. 
picked him up as he was asleep and moved him off the road trash just as a train was coming down the way. When that man woke up, he had been drunk, high, and that man gave his life to Jesus and became a songwriter. And, and I felt this as I was studying today, is that God has got some people. He's about to lift you up off the tracks. Wake you up out of your slumber. He's going to fill you with some fresh oil. Some fresh oil. Give you some extra. So we're going to sing this song together. You've never sang it before, but you're going to love it. It's so good. So let's press in. I hope that you got so much out of that message. I know for me, listening back to it made me long to be in the room with all of you. Hey, at the end of that message, I mentioned that they were going into a song, and that song is actually going to be on the album that our church just got done recording, and it is about to release. One of the best ways to find out about the album release is to be subscribed to my emails. I'll be sure and let you know about it as soon as it comes out. Also, I talk a lot in this message about spending time and encountering God in our quiet time, and so down below, I have have two of my favorite artists that I listen to in my prayer time. One of them is Voice Memo Worship. It is my favorite to listen to when I'm spending time praying. And actually, every single day on my way to work, what I do is I play one of those songs. And as the song plays, I'm just praying and setting my heart for the day. It's such a great way to set your day. And then another link down below that I have is for our church's uh, profile. And they have incredible worship music that that will inspire you and just help you encounter God's presence on your own. And both of those links will take you to their profiles, but you can listen to their music wherever it is that you stream uh, music at. And so I encourage you to follow them along as they are releasing new music all the time. And so, hey, with that said, I hope that you got value out of this podcast. If you could do me a favor, share it on Instagram, take a few seconds, text it over to a friend that you feel like this message will inspire them. And as always, let's do something awesome for God this week.